Welcome back, everyone, to the Reader Copy Podcast. It is Wednesday, March 16th. My name is Chris. I'm joined by my co-host, Daniel. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Hope you guys are doing just the best. Just, yeah, just the best. Back at it. Yeah. I, I want to watch Batman again. We still haven't watched it the second time. We're, yeah. we're lagging. And I know um, it's going to be on HBO Max in like mid-April. So that's how it works. It's like a couple months and it's on streamings. HBO Max ready? Warner Brothers has a deal with HBO where I think their movies go on HBO 45 days after a theatrical release. Okay. And then this was after that 2021 deal where it was like just go straight to streaming. Right. right that yeah. whole rule. A bunch of movies just premiered on HBO. And they liked it so much they shortened out. The, like moving forward just that the amount of days window, yeah yeah okay so we're at the point where like do we watch it again in the theater or do we just wait and watch it on hbo oh i'm like i want to watch it in the theater for sure because it's like no matter how good the home setup is yeah. it's a theater you know it's going to be the best experience and you're going to not be able to do it again that's true yeah that's it, the thing it's the second weekend of of being in the theater and tickets are still kind of like hard to get like if you want good seats. Yeah. Yeah. Last Friday, I was considering just asking, do you just want to watch it again? Just look up. I, was, yes. I looked up seats and they were pretty much yeah. booked up. I like It was like an impromptu thing, but nothing was really available in a good spot. I do want to watch it again. And I'm thinking next time we find good seats, let's just go watch it. Yeah. I'm missing... 30 seconds of the movie, if you remember. <laughs> the beginning of the movie, I missed it. <laughs> you don't it. even get the movie, really. Uh, the Batman? <laughs> you don't realize who it is. Like, you missed the beginning. <laughs> I don't know who we're talking about here. I Do you know what the ending is? I kind of get the ending. Um, all those names are people that worked on the movie. Oh, I was wondering, <laughs> why are they going so fast? They expected me to read all these names. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, yeah, but I want to watch it again. Um, but other than that, I kind of just been not doing anything that much. Yeah, it's a lazy Sunday right now as we're recording. Yeah. Uh, we're like brushing off the cobwebs, still getting the groove of things, you know, wrapping yeah. up our podcast feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I miss turning it on. Uh, just not doing anything on the weekend. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. just relaxing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're, it's it's a It was a late morning for me because I, I slept in. Well, we also lost an hour. That's right. I didn't realize until later, like, oh, that's why I woke up super late. Yeah, because the time traveled one hour ahead. I'm time traveling. To save the daylight. The time turner from Harry Potter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, nothing else for me. Anything else you want to talk about? Nothing, nothing really. Yeah, just getting into the swing of it again, feeling it. All right, well, why don't you explain to the listeners and to me, because I forgot how the show works. Here at the Reader Copy Podcast, we split up into three bits. First up, we'll run down the comic book news that came in this week. In the middle, we'll talk about a comic book. This time, we're doing a comic book called DMZ. At the end, we'll talk about our side stories, what I've been watching, reading, and entertainment this week. All right, let's get into the comic book news. Speaking of like watching Batman in the theater and the success of DC movies recently, yeah, uh, DC, I think they understand that their movies bring in the money, right? Okay, yeah, right? sure. And they kind of, I think they, depending on the budget, they kind of have an idea of how much money each movie is going to bring in. Like, you, they kind of guess, like, Batman will probably bring in more money than other characters. Well, yeah, Batman's killing it right now, right? right yeah. Second highest grossing since the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they know, okay, Batman's going to get us a good chunk of money and other popular characters will too. Should we have that like income all in one year? And I think what they want is like, let's spread it out a little bit. 
Okay, so they don't eat into each other is what what you're saying? That and like maybe next year we'll have a little bit more guaranteed money. I see. Instead of like maybe not what they want because like they're moving some of their popular characters release dates into 2023 to kind of, I think, spread the wealth (laughs) into two years. (laughs) Spread the attention. Okay. So Aquaman and The Flash, which were going to come out this year. That's right. Have now been pushed to next year. That's kind of a bummer a bit. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm super excited about those movies, but I just, I just want superhero movies in my eyes. I think those are the two like biggest movies for them coming out, right? Um, really? The Flash. I, I want to see The Flash. Like It has two Batman in it. Right. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> how do you beat the Batman? Put another Batman. Put more in there. Yeah. yeah. Remember this old one? Remember this new one that's even bigger? Yeah. Let's pop <laughs> them in there. So I am excited for The Flash, but instead of it coming out this year in November, it's going to be pushed to uh, June of next year. That's right. And Aquaman moves from December to March of next year. So with those release dates now open, they have to fill them with something else. Shazam, which was going to come out next year, is now moving up to this year and taking Aquaman's spot in December. Really? What's what's going on with that? They, they're they fine with the Shazam moving up for... Is it not as big of a money grab? I think money so. Money seller? I know? think so. Like, it's not... I mean, is he in the Justice League? He's not even in the Justice League. <laughs> He's not even connected, really. <laughs> so, like... I think like Batman and Shazam will equal the same amount closely to what Flash and Aquaman will make. Oh. So let's let's separate like, you know, let's diversify our income for two years. That makes sense. After the box office hit that was Batman, I get the reshuffling. You yeah. Know, makes sense. Um, trying to keep a flow. I, I think Warner Brothers is doing fine, but, you know, spread the wealth, make sure everyone gets a paycheck, I guess. Yeah. And then they also move some dates for... Uh, movies that I'm probably not going to watch, but um, the Super Pets, what is it called? DC, DC Superhero Pets? <laughs> DC League of Super Pets okay. has moved from May 20 to July 29th. So, I mean, that's not that big of a jump. I think they just needed a movie in the midsummer. And that was the one? Yeah, because it would have been, I think, The Flash, but now The Flash is moving. Okay, that makes sense. And it's like summertime, kids are not in school. Right. Right. And then um, Warner Brothers also doing the, what was it, Wonka movie? Willy Wonka yeah, type of movie? Yeah, this is um, Timothy Chalamet. Okay. Now, is that a, a reboot, a continuation? It's like a prequel, I think, because he's playing Wonka, but younger. So no Charlie at all in the movie. No. This is Willy Wonka. Yeah. Did... I know this is a comic book podcast, but I kind of want to focus on the Wonka pod, uh, the okay. Wonka movie. All right. Do you like Wonka, that, that story? I do like the, the movie, but I feel like this, like reboots, mm-hmm. they, they should kind of stop. It should really stop soon. It's it's happening too much. It's Ghost- not a reboot. I mean, just c- continuations of these old properties. <laughs> Ghostbusters. Not a continu- you're continuing backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Timothy Chalamet can also get out of my face. Oh, that's why. That's the real reason. And also Willy Wonka. I mean. Okay. The first one was scary enough. So your Wonka is Johnny Depp? No. no. <laughs> I care more about the Oompa Loompas. What about uh, the Meg to the Trench? That's so funny. They made the Meg an Aquaman sequel. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I I honestly thought the Meg one was just a throwaway movie that it's going to disappear from everyone's minds, like forget about it. But there's a sequel coming out. I never saw the first one, but I think it didn't cost them a lot of money. Really? It was just shot at a. It's Universal. all CG. <laughs> yeah, right. They just uh, put a magnifying glass on a shark. Yeah, it's actually a tiny shark. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I have no interest to watch the Meg or the sequel coming. Yeah, I mean, the Meg's probably on HBO Max. You may just watch that, but I mean, ridiculous. I think another reason why they're pushing these movies, like Flash and Aquaman, is they are um, visual effects heavy, yeah. especially like Aquaman. So I think they need more time to get it good. I mean, there's a lot of hours. I think VX people have to put in just to make it look right. right? Yeah, because everything is VX now. Like, even though it's like um, the Flash is like slow motion stuff, they're not shooting that slow motion. They're just shooting it over a green screen or, or visual effects and then redoing it. You know what I mean? Yes, yeah, slowing it down. Right. It's speeding up other things. Uh-huh. Yeah. I I mean, this says in this article we're reading, it, it took 2,500 VFX shots just for uh, the Flash. Yeah, so... That sounds like a lot. I have no idea if that is a lot, but <laughs> it sounds like it. Yeah, so I think the more time, the better for these kind of movies. Yeah, we're... Uh... I was going to say for the for Aquaman, I'm not really there for the story. Okay. You're <laughs> there for Jason Momoa. <laughs> no. I mean, there's... The, if the first movie is any indication, there's not a whole lot of story to grab onto and fall in love with. I think there was too much story. Like, I don't need a lot mm. of this story because it's not that good. <laughs> too, many, too many story elements, not actual story. Yeah. Maybe. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, there's like, what, seven nations fighting each other? There's Now there's like a lost kingdom that he's going to find. I get. I mean, I thought we already had all our seven, I guess. I don't know. I, I'm not a huge Aquaman fan. I think there's some fun to have there. Do you you think they'll cut off his hand oh that's a cool look it's always been like that iconic look from the from i remember from the cartoon like oh they yeah, make the aquaman look like a badass here yeah that was that was a pretty uh, epic story in that cartoon run yeah exactly. why he had to lose his hand that would be dope but it's that mm-hmm. thing where the actors complain a lot you know chris hensworth had to have his eye back in the movies he's not gonna but, pretend to not have a hand for the sequels well he just wears like a was a green screen glove or something yeah now it's gone i i i think he's not gonna go for it <laughs> I, th- I think these actors have more power than we think yeah maybe if you're the star of it yeah then again these two got spoiler alert they kind of showed up in a peacemaker i don't think they think that highly of themselves they're just gonna show up for a quick scene <laughs> that's true <laughs> and it's to make fun of one of them too yeah <laughs> So I guess delaying these movies, I, I think it's, I want to see The Flash, but I guess it's better to, you know, give them more time to work on the 2,500 VFX shots. Clean things up. Yeah, we're here for the visuals. But in the meantime, I think we're going to get more HBO Max kind of like DC stuff. That's right. We, uh, we're we hoping to get a Gotham PD spinoff show based on the Batman Matt Reeves universe. What do we call that universe? I called it the... The Reevesverse? Reevesverse? That's very hard to say. The Reverse? That's that's that confuses me <laughs> means personally. Yeah. Means something else. All right. Um, but it looks like that's not exactly going to happen. Matt Reeves let out that it's going to look more like a horror TV show based around Arkham. Now that's the 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 prison holding mm-hmm. kind of all of Batman's rogues gallery that are mentally ill. I guess. Now, do you do you like that more than what initially was was talked about? It, a Gotham PD show. Right now, I think it's like even. Like I like really horror stuff sometimes, and Batman horror stuff sounds kind of cool. Yeah. But I mean, the stuff we saw of the Gotham PD in the movie. Yeah. There's stuff there to... There's like questions still for me personally. Especially because they're almost all corrupt. Yeah. Yeah. That, now that we know. Yeah. So I was interested in like um, like a Law and Order Gotham or something like that, right? <laughs> a procedural? Yeah. I don't think they're going to do that, but the same themes. Right. 
And then, but I feel like Arkham has been done. Oh, interesting. And it's because I've played the video games, right? But um, I get why it, it suits itself for a TV show because you could kind of have like a focus on a, a villain arc every couple episodes or whatever, a new villain or something. That already kind of sounds like the Gotham TV show we already have, right? right? Where, yeah. I mean, it is Batman. It's all the same property, but uh-huh. focusing on some random villain that could belongs in Arkham. Arkham. That's already we've already done that. Yeah, but what if it was like it's saying it's more horror? Like it's like um, you remember the Arkham Asylum comic series? Like it's it looked like a nightmare or something like that. Very scary, yeah. like a dream state. Yeah, more like a nightmare, really. Yeah, because I mean, they are scared of Batman, and they are not all kind of like right in the head. So everything yeah. might be like scary to them, and maybe Scarecrow is in it. Scarecrow. Yeah, that makes sense. He maybe he's already in there. Maybe yeah. he's maybe he's the one like uh, the doctor yeah, for like, them, like in Batman Begins. Yeah, right. I mean, there was people were wondering is Harley Quinn going to show up in that because again she's like a yeah. therapist for specifically Joker, but the other yeah others. Mm-hmm. And as we learned from the Batman movie, it's connected to the Waynes. Like um, yeah, the Waynes, the way <laughs> the Waynes. <laughs> And uh, yeah, and how that money came from um, Thomas Wayne because he's like protecting Martha oh. Arkham. Oh, that's right, that's right. So uh, maybe there's there's corruption inside Arkham itself too. Yeah, I, I I'm wondering what kind of horror, like supernatural horror, or just scary thriller type horror with these messed up people. You know, I, yeah, because I I was reading an interview with um, Matt Reeves, and he made a very like grounded universe, right? Right. Yeah. But he is still not, you know, writing off kind of more unrealistic villains. Like he's like, I could still do like a Mister Freeze. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, I wonder how he's gonna do that. Would you like that? Would that be too much or too off the theming we've had so far? That you'd feel like, oh, this is a totally different world now. I think there's a way you could make it fit. Like, because before Dark Knight Rises, you could say Nolan's was a very realistic kind of grounded Batman, right? Yeah. But then he brought in Bane and he made him, you know, he, he didn't have the venom, right? Exactly. Poison, but he did have like a mask that is like a painkiller, like he. He twisted his his story that way to make it work for his world. Could you do that with some of these supernatural villains? Could you twist it in a way that make it fit in the reverse? (laughs) I don't want that to catch on. Everyone's getting confused. Uh, yeah, there's things there. I mean, Scarecrow, it's more like messing with your your perception. And so that could feel like a horror thing already, right? Yeah, I mean, that, that could just be drugs. Right. So yeah. not necessarily supernatural, but mm-hmm. warping your perception. Hugo Strange could just be involved, you know, sure. hypnosis. Yeah. Can can make things, make things, scary things pop in your head. What about characters like Poison Ivy? How do you make that work? Well, then it's like chemical thing where it's like, like the, the plants make these drug kind of type of hallucinations and yeah. you're the other prisoners or visitors of Arkham. Yeah. That's very possible. But then there's other characters that are very supernatural and like um, like Clayface or something like that. Uh, I don't know how you make that work. Where, man bats. Yeah, man bats. How right. do you... Yeah, those probably won't fit. It, it depends on if they could have a different feel where only the TV show has a supernatural elements. Really? I don't know if I'd like it, but that's an option. Okay. Are there lower level characters and villains do you want to see appear like that we haven't ever seen on screen yet? Um, Lower level, you're saying? Yeah, or, or just any villain or, or character we haven't seen yet, like... Because I feel like this is a way they 
can tell their story without having to be in the movie. My question is, are they in the world already? Is uh, oh. is, is Tweedledee and Tweedledum already in those twins in the movie? Is that them? The Mad Hatter's already doing stuff? Well, I wanted to see the twins. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, Mad Hatter, that sounds interesting. Yeah. I don't... What is his thing? Is it like... Um, it's like brain control. Brain control. control. Yeah. And it's like a frequency. Yeah. And it's because it's his hat or whatever can control you or something You wear like the hat and it messes with your yeah. brain. It's almost kind of similar to um, Scarecrow where he, he kind of warps your perception. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. But it's more like uh, some brain waves being affected. Yeah, but That's interesting. It's definitely Wonderland themed. Yeah. Uh, uh, a killer croc. If what if oh. he's just living in the basement of of Arkham? Yeah, that's more like a freak of nature, not necessarily supernatural, but just exactly. like a monster. He what if that's like, like, like that's a, like the one thing that's unworldly? Yeah, and maybe he just has like a disease that warps how he looks. Yeah, that's kind of how he is. It's like a birth defect. He's not changed. Like that's mm -hmm. how he's born. Right? Yeah, mm -hmm. very strange. Yeah. I would like this kind of show where we get to see a, a, a lower level villain and how they end up in Arkham or whatever. They would have to be lower level because they're caught already. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, spoiler alert, Joker's already caught. Yeah. So maybe that's his plan all along. It's just a trend. Uh, what, do you feel like it is a big loss we're not getting the Gotham PD show? Because it was a prequel to the movie. Yeah. And I, my head is like, do both. Why not? Yeah. We, <laughs> streaming is free. Just plop it on there. <laughs> You know, if I had to pick, I would pick the Gotham PD show. Oh, yeah. I want to see like the streets, but I get it. It's easier to do at Arkham. Like it's one setting you can, oh. and you have unlimited characters. Whereas Gotham PD, you kind of have to do the whole city. Is that how they're making decisions? I Over think there so. at DC, yeah. And maybe maybe the Gotham PD show is too similar to the other show they're already doing, which is that Penguin show. Yeah, and I hope really hope that stake sticks around. You know, that I stays. think that will stick. Yeah, Colin it, Farrell. Colin Farrell's attached to it. Probably signed on for that also and the movie. You know, like together. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I think maybe that's why they're they're switching gears with this one. It's to differentiate from that other show. So it's not all, you know, street gang stuff. I'm really hoping it's not just studio pushing the weight around because they gave Matt Reeves kind of a, a you know, laissez-faire attitude to make mm -hmm. his movie. Yeah. I don't want the studio to change up and think like, oh, we want more spectacle. We want a horror thing. Less of like real life. Call the shots on the series. I really like, hope not. I don't think so. I think he's proven himself that his ideas work and it's what people want. That's true. Okay. Similar with uh, James Gunn and Peacemaker. Like they kind of let him do whatever he wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's okay. That's good to hear. That eases my worries a bit. But my my hopes are that they allow him to make more adult stuff, not oh, PG thirteen yeah. things, because. I get that for movies, you want it to show in theaters and yeah. you know parents see that rating. Right. HBO Max, anyone can just turn on their TV and watch it. So if it Kids was too. <laughs> Arkham, you want it to be like a, a mature rating. Yeah, that could be why. Maybe they want it to be a bit dark or he can make it a little bit darker. And so it's yeah. like, this is the route I'm going to take. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah. I definitely would want it more serious, more darker than, than the Batman if we were doing Arkham Asylum. Yeah. 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 A bit more gore. <laughs> At least we know 
know these studios, they're putting their money into streaming. I think they trust it and they know that people are willing to watch these series, not just like movies. Yeah. And uh, Marvel's definitely doing that. And they're doing it now with Moon Knight coming the end of this month. Yes, coming up soon. One of my favorite characters. And to kind of promote it, they released another little featurette that reveals more about the show. And I think it looks very good. A lot of uh, the same framework. We know this character, Steve Grant, played by Oscar Isaac. Maybe not all right in the head mm-hmm. as he is kind of um, taken over or by this Moon Knight type uh, yeah. Khonshu entity. I think we get to see more of how he transforms. Yeah. And I thought that is very cool. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's not like um, Black Panther, Iron Man with a suit technologically forms around him, right? It is supernatural and it, it like wraps around him like it's just appearing out of nowhere. Like it's magical, right? You really like it? Yeah, you don't like it? I'm not sure if I like it. It feels he's very like, venom. Yeah, but it, it's he's uh, Egyptian uh, character, right? Yeah. So it's like mummy wrappings, you know, raveling him up. Yeah. It looks a bit like, you know, a bit too CG, like fake. Like I know it's going to be CG, but mm. make it a little bit more realistic the way it wraps, I guess. I'm, I'm being picky. I'm nitpicking literally. Okay. But... I, I think it's really cool. Okay. Well, uh, His eyes are like glowing. I, I always think of him as near Daredevil where it could be very much like just things you put on. Yeah, but his powers are from an Egyptian god. It's not like Daredevil. Yeah. Moon Knight, it's, it's, it's always like, does he have powers or is he just haunted by this thing and it makes him, you know, push the limits like, and be a martial artist? Like, think he has powers when he does it? Yeah, kind That's of. That's what you want? That's kind of how I always thought of him. What about when he's um, that Mr. Knight character where he's more in a suit? Yeah. That's what you want? He's kind of just, just walking into a room and it knows what to do with his moves, but can yeah. break your back if he wants to. I think that looks really cool too. That looks cool. I gotta say the the mask, the Mister Knight look with that little like stitching in front of his face. Yeah, I thought that was a good touch. How many of those are we gonna see at cons now? Oh yeah, everybody. You could just make that at Party City, (laughs) you know. But I'm excited for the series. I think it's going to be the return of our reader copy recap show for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Um, are you sold on Oscar Isaac doing the, the characters? Uh, I'm curious because uh, he, he, him doing this different Stephen Grant. Yeah. And we haven't really saw Mark Spector yet, I think. Like, we haven't seen him just walk around not in a costume, mm-hmm. walking about in the trailer yet. So I'm wondering I what that guy's going to be will. like. I have a feeling we never will. Whoa. I have a feeling we never will. And it's just talked about it's, almost like uh, Fight Club, but like... Like, we never see the Brad Pitt character. He's always, like, people talk about his other self, but we never follow him. Yeah, and we just see the effects of it. Like, he has all this stuff. Huh. Very, like, memento, more like that. Like, sure, yeah. yeah. Interesting. I think it'd be, it might be easier to follow, too. <laughs> I'm confused already. Yeah. Just talking about this. I don't know. Uh, the other actors, are you excited about Ethan Hawke or... Uh, this uh, newer woman, May Kalamwai. Not Mary really. May. I'm not, especially for Ethan Hawke. His character, I don't even know too much about. I know he's the villain, but like even Ethan Hawke in the past said he doesn't want to do superhero stuff. And now he's in Moon Knight. Interesting. So like, I'm kind of like already against it. What is this? Yeah. Um, he's giving off cult leader vibes. Yeah. I think that is what he's like in the show. Okay. Um, but what I'm excited for is seeing Khonshu. Yeah, that's right. When he's in Oscar Isaac's head and he's like, just like this 
towering god over him and almost like controlling him through fear. Yeah. Right. It looks really cool. I like that. I think it's going to be a weird relationship between the two of them, this god and yeah. his avatar. He's going to be like a friend half the time and then the other time his like, you know, hunting demon over his shoulder. Mm -hmm. Because there's shots of him like in Egypt, in yeah. the featurette, where they're like standing side by side and it feels like he's like his guide. Yeah. Right? So I think it's going to start out that way. He's going to teach him this world of supernatural. I think, yeah. I think halfway through, he's going to like not want to do it anymore. Yeah. And the conscious is just going to get pissed at him and force him to do it. You got to. I picked you. <laughs> um, but I'm excited for it. It looks like it, a lot of it's going to be in like Egypt and London. Yeah. So, in London. In London. Uh, I don't know about his accent yet, <laughs> but hopefully um, hopefully it works out. I, I'm excited for the action. There's a shot where he like jumps up and his cape kind of flips and it forms like that crescent moon look. How ridiculous. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Perfectly like shaped. Thank you. Thank you for, uh, for the fan service. Love yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> but that comes out, I think, um, March 30th. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. So uh, I think there's six episodes of that. Very cool. Okay. I think it might be the one I'm most excited about. Most excited I've ever been for a Disney Plus series. What about like the Star Wars ones? Oh, are you? Do you get excited about those? I, I now I do after the the trend. Well, this of one awesome coming out is another Star Wars series, but it is not post original trilogy. It is pre original tr trilogy. Starring Ewan McGregor as Kenobi again. Ewan McGregor, okay. I thought, oh, I thought he died. What's what's going on? What happened, Obi Wan again? <laughs> the teaser trailer came out. Yeah. And the first two lines already gave me chills. Really? They're like, "The war is over, and we lost." And yeah. I was like, "Oh man, it's that's the setup right there. That's the world we're in." Yeah. It is interesting. We haven't really hung out in this era. They, you know, the time the like the timeline of Star mm -hmm. Wars. This is right after. Uh, episode three, right? So it's like yeah. they kind of just fell into this world of the Empire winning. Yeah, like really in control, like could, at their peak. You could feel the atmosphere, like bummer, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm excited for the show, very much so. I think um, Ewan McGregor was the best part of the prequels. And um, say what you will about them. When the trailer goes and the music hits from the prequels, the Duel of Fates theme is just like, this is Star Wars again. <laughs> does, it, does it go like, da, 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 yeah, da. okay. That's it. I do like that one. That's, that's the like, best. And that, that's how you know which timeline you're in. Because oh, that is a prequels theme. I see. Okay. I could, I could, I could visualize aesthetic when I when I say mm -hmm. it myself. Those that little <laughs> beat there. Interesting. Uh, I, I'm curious more about these new characters, like the Inquisitor. Yeah. I've seen him from the cartoons, right? His yes. look here is weird. I don't like the look, but right. maybe it's just this one clip. Maybe throughout the show, I'll, we'll get used to it. But his head is wrong. <laughs> his head is very... It's like somehow... The most bald of a head I've ever seen. <laughs> and it's not like in the show, The Inquisitor, I guess it's stylized, but he's like longer. Skinnier. Yeah. Like well, this guy is like fatter head. He's not necessarily fat. He's just not skinny. No, right? but his head is big. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> it's strange. Yeah. The, um, the spinning lightsaber never made sense to me. Like that seems so impractical. You're going to sting yourself, you know, right? Yeah. You're going to get hit How does your that own lightsaber. work? He has a handle and then the ring around the handle just spins around. Yeah. It, also, it's like you're not doing the work. Yeah. It's so lazy. Right. And what? He, 
they're like hunters, right? That's what inquisitors are. They're like yeah, they're hunting the leftover Jedi. All right. Um, the key to hunting Jedi is patience. Oh, that's from the trailer. <laughs> yeah, it does look pretty good. Are you excited about this even after Book of Boba Fett and how that was a I'm bit more excited for this than Boba Fett now? Yeah, Book of Boba Fett. I was never too excited because um, I was not super pleased with his character's return in Mandalorian. Really? Yeah. And he was my favorite character, like, always. But I just feel like they changed him. Yeah. It's a different character. Yeah. And he's, like, um, not as badass anymore. Well, they needed to make him a protagonist because we need a protagonist in these shows. So what? He can still be badass. I don't think... I'm not saying it's a good idea, but that's what they, in their head, thought we had to do. All right. And... um, I mean, there are some good parts of Book of Boba Fett. I think so. Like when he was not in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part was when we followed the Wookiee around. <laughs> he was cool. But the Obi-Wan Kenobi show, I'm more interested in Reva, the new uh, Inquisitor. You are? Okay. Yeah. She looks really cool. She looks like she's the one that's going to do a lot of more of the action. And she has her own red lightsaber. That's true. And and I think her look is more like like Darth Vader, like the from neck down. It's yeah. like the same costume almost. Are these characters, do you know, are they, I feel like they're inspired from the Force Unleashed video game almost. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. I mean, same world, but yeah. you think it's that kind of direction of Star Wars? Yeah, I think so. Mm. You know, hunting the remnants of the, the Jedi. Um, mm. But yeah, I, I think she's really cool in it. There's some things we know are in the show that we haven't seen in the trailer maybe we heard but like they didn't show darth vader and we know he's in the series right um hating christensen yeah that's uh that's a weird thing that they have him back it makes sense because he played it but it's just like uh, it's a general vibe from the fans well again like i always say fans don't know anything (laughs) they want everything back they they hate it until it's gone and then they when it bring it back they love it when they announced it i think nobody was cheering i think a lot of people were cheering really wow yeah and now they still are and i think um i think he'll be better as vader than he was as anakin (laughs) (laughs) put put a helmet on him yeah you can act better don't show his face Uh, is, that, that, what's that? So they have been interacting supposedly before episode four. Then um, maybe I think maybe once, maybe at the end of this series, they'll see that he'll see that Kenobi's still alive. Okay, it could be for a quick scene for them to just yeah. sell this show. Everyone's waiting for that moment. Yeah, and then and then that's it, and they never see each other again until A New Hope, which still is a long time away because like. When we see Luke and Kenobi, he's like, what, eight or 10 years old? Okay, yeah. So, in A New Hope, I think he's 19, so that's still another decade. So, everything that Vader says about a presence I haven't felt in a long time, it still could be accurate. Yeah, that's true. I guess I guess a decade. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. It is weird that Kenobi is spying on a boy from, <laughs> from across the way. Very weird of you, Kenobi. I like that um, his uncle is in the show, and it looks like he's... He's still like in the series. He's kind of like the grumpy uncle, like you do what I say, Luke. In, in, the, in the movies, in the movies. But I think here he's a younger version of that character, and like you know, willing to stand up for people and stuff like that. Oh, so like the and he doesn't like the empire. The empire beat him down eventually for him to keep his head down. Yeah, type of kind of thing attitude. Yeah, but not yet. Because like in in the New Hope, Luke wanted to leave them to go join like the Starfighter Academy or something like that to be a pilot. Yeah, right. And he's like, no, you're going to stay here and work the farm. 
So I think that's why. Like, he doesn't like the Empire. He doesn't want them to join them. I always thought that he just knows Luke is like, uh, has something in him and he just wants to keep that hidden. Like, yeah, probably. Right. That's also true. Yeah. Yeah. Just keep him away from everyone else, kind of. Do you think there's other characters that could appear in this show? Like, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Cassian Andor. Cassian Andor. Huh. Which is uh, from Rogue One. He's getting a show, right? Yeah. And he'll be like, this is like approximately 10 years before Rogue One. Because that's I see. right before A New Hope, right? So it could be the same actor, you think? It, it could be the same actor. Maybe make him look younger. Cut his hair. Bits. Yeah, right, right. Shave his beard down. Yeah. And maybe we see like the, the K2SO droids in this. Before he's maybe reprogrammed. Yeah, like we see the you know the Empire versions of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. I, do you do you want these to be connected as much as let's say Marvel? I mean, they are in the same universe, but this slate of Star Wars series, do you want them all to like be connected as much as possible? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think yes because. It makes up for things when they're not doing as great, like Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, that's true. And this is only the third series we're getting. So, like, and it's also, like, you know, not close in timeline to the other two. Right. So, it could set up some other other shows, like um, Ahsoka or, or Andor. Right. It's, the question is, like, how are these, um, like, what shows they are going to do? Because yeah. if there's drama behind the scenes with the actors, sure. like, what are they sticking with? They, they announced their slate, but I think yeah. that's shifted since then. Yeah, it has. So, what what what, what are they going to finish? Mm-hmm. What do they want to connect all together, you know? And if they are as connected with these two different times, Time periods. Mm-hmm. I kind of doubt it, actually. Okay. Mm. You think like Darth Maul could appear in this? In this one? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, like a no-legged Darth Maul. Yeah. Or do you think like uh, there's rumors that um, Amelia Clark's character from Solo, I think her name is Cora. There's rumors that she could get a series. No thanks. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that, that movie wasn't that great. Yeah, but her character was like doing things. And she was like the new... Because whatever Paul Bettany's character was, he was like a dealer or something like that. Collector or something. Gangster? She took over his business or whatever. After he was out of the picture? Yeah, and now she's like... Um, Darth Maul was like, no, you're going to work for me. She could show up in a Darth Maul series. That might make work. Uh-huh. I, do you think Darth Maul is like a big connected big bad? I would love that because I love the character. But I think it's just like... Not in their plans yet. Also, so like he lost legs and we kind of for a while thought he was dead. Yeah. And then now he has what of robot legs now. Is he not connected to the Sith anymore or is he still a Sith? But kind of. I, I on, think he's doing his own thing. He just is like resentful for yeah. them using him as a bond because he was really just kind of like a... Uh, well-trained foot soldier. Yeah, because he is prominent in the cartoons as right. far as like, was it Attack of the Clones and Rebels? Okay. I think his last appearance was in Rebels. Okay. So maybe the characters in Rebels will show up. <laughs> oh, wow. That'd be interesting if they can cast all the whole crew. Yeah. Kanan maybe. Yeah, but... We don't know. I've I, never I, finished Rebels. I think something... Outside character will appear and by the end of Kenobi. And also this is like a six-episode run also, I think. And unlike Mandalorian or Book of Boba Fett, I think that's it. We're not going to get another season. Of Book of Boba Fett? Uh, of Kenobi. Oh, okay. I think it's like, 
It's a limited series, so it's like this is it. I think you uh, and McGregor wouldn't. I think he wouldn't really want to do more. Yeah, and you don't want to fill that gap too much of that timeline. They're still making shows though. Yeah, but we're not- following other characters. Yeah, but you don't want to follow Luke. Like you want to keep that kind of how it was. Right. <laughs> we're just gonna have all these like move uh, shows that take place in that time, and Luke's just hanging out <laughs> in his moisture farm. <laughs> oh, there's Luke. Let's tell a story. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah, it was just pass by. Yeah. <laughs> Um, this comes out in May. That's still far away to me. I wish really? it was sooner. <laughs> wow. Okay. You're excited about this? Yeah. Oh, okay. I like Kenobi. <laughs> I'm not that excited about it. All right. I think I think you're going to like it a lot. I might, but I also thought I might like Boba Fett. It's that. Okay. It's why you don't know the quality until it's on your eyes. It's in your eyes. All right. All right. Well, we'll see. Uh, that is it for the news. If you haven't already, guys, please don't forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, and you can even stream us on Spotify. That's right. Find us all there and on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the Reader Copy Podcast. Let's chat on all the social medias. All right. Let's get into the comic book this week that you chose. It is called DMZ. HBO Max dropped a new trailer for a show coming out. It's based on a comic book. I thought, why not do the comic book for a podcast? And that name of that comic is DMZ. It's coming out of Vertigo. That's a DC Comics thing. This originally came out in 2005, and we're just going to be doing the first five issues. It actually ran for a long time, ran for 72 issues altogether. And this trade that we're doing, it's called On the Ground. Um, Have you heard of this comic before you saw the trailer for the show? I have heard of it. It was kind of one of those, it was already kind of an older comic when I started reading comics. Like, oh, this is maybe something to peek at, but Mm. never took my attention. Yeah, I've actually never heard of it, so. Really? Okay. I knew it was like, uh, it has some popular popularity but it kind of phased out of out of into obscurity for me to be okay. honest yeah. as, as i really got into comics but uh this new show it stars rosario dawson um it's an avid duvernay produced show oh really yeah yeah coming out march 17th so they dropped the trailer not too far away from the release of the show on hbo max so yeah that's interesting is that usually it's like a lot ahead but maybe a month or two yeah, months. i'm surprised that it's the soon already yeah yeah i'm it's curious tomorrow is that is that a good show or is that a bad show <laughs> what does that mean um but uh, i was curious i thought why i do it for the show uh, you might be wondering, what does DMZ mean? That means uh, demilitarized zone. Mm-hmm. And so that in, in real world things, that that's what you call kind of what's in between South Korea and Northern Korea. It's like the little, the border. like the border. We're like, we're not fighting here. It's, you know, yeah. that's the idea, right? Mm-hmm. And I think um, Brian Wood, the writer, just like that name, we decided to use it for this story. <laughs> okay. That's my guess. That's honestly my guess. Um, a little bit about the writer, Brian Wood. Um, he's known for some comic titles like Demo, Northlanders, The Massive. Um, he's worked on X-Men and Star Wars comics in the past. Um, he's worked on some online stuff for uh, Geek and Sundry and on okay. YouTube as far as like writing some of their stuff. 
Um, he's worked with uh, Rockstar Games at one point, writing some stuff for them. Nice. So he's worked on a lot of different mediums, some pilots some, some, for shows on AMC and Amazon. So uh, TV work too, but uh, I think this is what he's mostly known for. And our artist today is Ricardo Buccicelli. I think is how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. He has kind of, it looks a lot like maybe like graffiti type work, very sketchy. Yeah. The story takes place in New York, so it kind of has that feeling mm-hmm. of like graffiti style work right he he's kind of interesting he's an italian guy and uh he's been uh he's made a collective with some other italian artists um and so like like a cross media type thing about like a like some artists in in italy too mm. um he's been in exhibits for if i can pronounce this right site del architecture in, in paris <laughs> i didn't catch that what was that again site del architecture <laughs> Um, and then he's worked in uh, you know, other exhibits, not just comic book, like just just art exhibits, okay. right? There was always just featured in with like some people like Mobius and Frank mm-hmm. Miller, some big names in comic book stuff too. And where were those published? Where was that? Set del architecture. Now he's also worked in horror stuff. He's oh, worked okay. on this thing called Highway to Hell. And that actually, I think it's a mini series. It won some awards, two Ghastly Awards. I haven't heard of those before, but he's also been nominated for the Bram Stoker Award. Oh, interesting. I, I think that's kind of a big thing in horror comics or yeah. horror medium, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm honestly don't not too sure, but I thought that was cool. Also, he's worked with like brands for cars. Like he wrote a, a online comic for Ferrari. What, what so, was that like? It's it's kind of like a comic like a comic book racing comic I think but I thought that was cool Do you, like to get that comic you have to buy a Ferrari <laughs> maybe I'm wondering like where's that Venn diagram where's that intersection of people who like comics and own Ferraris right like that's kind of interesting uh, it's like nerd CEOs that's the only one. <laughs> that actually makes sense all right I could Elon I think he likes comics right he, he, um, but yeah so. I thought those were two kind of interesting people behind this book. They worked in a lot of different fields, so a lot to say. Uh, I will say this before we get too far into the story. Yeah. Uh, we know uh, times right now are are bad. Sure. And uh, our hearts go out to the people of um, Ukraine. Sure. And that uh, this book is highlights some things that our real people are going through right now. Maybe a bit graphic, but... Yeah. Uh, this is just kind of for celebration for the show, right? It's not, yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's for the the series, so um, we're not trying to be insensitive. Know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the story starts off, and it is kind of like a civil war going on in uh, the United States, right? There's, yeah. but it's modern time, right? It's modern time. It's present day. It's um, actually, I think it's like um, near future time. Near future, what they say. Okay, okay. Uh, and so it is the United States is we're kind of highlighting New York City right now. We're kind of in mm-hmm. that ballpark, right? That world, right? Um, so like Brooklyn, Queens, and Long Island, that's considered the United States. And then the other side, like New Jersey and England, inland, that's uh, the free states. So it's like a different nation that that's they're like trying to establish country. themselves. Yeah. yeah. And Manhattan in the middle, Manhattan Island, is the DMZ, the demilitarized zone. Or supposedly, there's not supposed to be fighting going on. Because it's like neither. It belongs to neither of them, right? Right. It's like the in-between. That's what the 
uh, news tells the world that it's not, you know, high action there. Yeah. But we come to see it is actually very... It's like worse than both of the places. Maybe, maybe. It's it's pretty rough place. It's a, a war-torn area. You know, this uh, book reminds me a lot of mm-hmm. the video game The Division. We played that game, yeah. 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 It's just like it. It's like, uh, yeah, it's like just like everywhere is kind of war type of thing, right? Yeah. Everyone's got equipment and you it's know, because, weaponry. N- n- because Manhattan is, is neither of the countries. It kind of has like no government and it's just like run by, you know, people that are either like want to help other people or want to take power. So it's kind of like a messed up area. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, pretty rough. Right. And it's in between. So you can imagine it's, it's a, mm-hmm. and so we learn about this uh, famous war correspondent news journalist gonna go into that DMZ supposed area and uh, you know let the rest of the world know what's going on in this in this little intersection this guy's like a big deal like he's Nobel Prize winner everyone thinks he's like the best guy for it and him going into Manhattan is like a big deal. Like, oh, this guy's risking his life. Right. We need to protect him. So he's like, he's a stern looking guy coming through with uh, camo pants, walking in with his entourage ready to walk into and uh, fly off in a helicopter going into the DMZ. Um, and so as he's rushing in, they even call in the intern, the, the new intern, like tech uh, mm. video intern to like, come on, but uh, you're hired, you're coming with us. And he's this new intern guy's like, oh, I'm headed with you to Manhattan. I didn't know this was going on. I didn't know it was getting dropped in there. I'm just the new guy. He thought it was just like a basic internship. Mm-hmm. And now he's like going into a war zone. Getting rounded up into there. This this intern guy, his name is Maddie Roth. And he's like... Uh, uh, I guess I'll sign the papers and come with you. I don't really have a real experience. This is like the best I can do, I guess. And it's, the, but it is kind of the big time for him. Yeah, he's getting to work with like the most famous reporter or kind of journalist there is. No doubt. As uh, they they fly off into their helicopter, we get a look at Manhattan, and it is just like the division. There's like. There's like cars all broken down everywhere. Mm. There's like smoke coming up from each and All the windows are boarded up. It's a war zone in Manhattan. Imagine that. And he's kind of astonished to see this. The uh, the head news correspondent is like, get over here, Maddie. Like talking to him like he's like the rookie. Mm. Get in here and uh, um, get in the middle of this. Take out all the equipment so we can record everything. Get some shots of everything. But Maddie's just kind of dumbfounded, like, I can't believe I'm here right now. Right. The military escort that's with him is talking to Maddie, and he's like, you know, don't trust anybody. Uh, The rules here are different, right? It's everyone for themselves. So you got to watch your back. Right, right. Um, and so they, they try to set up, take all the equipment out of the helicopter. Maddie, the, the grunt, is pulling all the stuff out. When out of nowhere, rain bullets and the soldiers that were protecting them, that were their bodyguards, they instantly get shot up like right away and kind of fall to the ground. And um, the head news correspondent guy's like, Maddie, get in here, get in the helicopter. We got to run out of here. But he can't make it. The news correspondent guy closes the door on him, right? Yeah. And he's literally like flying the helicopter away, leaving the intern, Maddie like by himself with all the gear. Uh, he's trying to be like, uh, stay sane in the moment. He's like, oh, I'm sure they'll come back. They, they know I'm here. It, it, it's not going to be too bad of an issue, right? When out of nowhere, a, uh, 
a projectile goes into the helicopter and that helicopter explodes out of nowhere and Maddie's like stuck on the ground. He sees like it's just him now. His protection is dead, right? Right. And he has all this like video gear and camera gear. You can just imagine the people they he thinks are here, right? All the news projects right. him as kind of hungry and uh um, ready for war. It's almost like, um, remember the Kurt Russell movie, Escape from New York or Escape from LA? Okay. I've never seen those. You should watch them. Really? Yeah. It, it's pretty much, um, they throw all the prisoners into an island. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is it New York? Is New York is the, the New York island? is an island and then later the sequel is LA. Wow. They turn LA into island? Well, yeah, they board it up. Okay. I did not know. Okay. Is that just a throwaway 80s movie? No. One oh. of them came out in the 90s. I see. Very different. <laughs> so, scared little Maddie's there, hiding in some random alley, scared out of his mind, when out of nowhere, a stranger arrives with a gun to his face. The stranger is a woman with uh, like white dreadlocks. Um, I think they're probably dyed or whatever with all these uh, these rings and earrings around. She's looks kind of uh, like a vagabond type of look. Kind of mm-hmm. she has a the Union Jack on her jacket, so kind of stylish too. Um, she draws a gun on him, and he like passes out, like he faints. Right, right. too scared out of his mind. He wakes up. And it's like in her place now. And she's even saying like, you were like knocked out like the whole night. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's the longest faint I've ever seen. (laughs) This character, her name is Z Hernandez. And um, she seems to be familiar with this world and is well equipped to live in it while Maddie's still like, I, I don't know how to navigate this at all. Right. And she's talking to him and hands him over his like military phone. Mm-hmm. She says like, this thing has been going off all night. So someone's trying to reach you. So he gets someone on the other line and it is basically his employers, right? The people that had the, the whole crew fly out there. And that crew is like, where is your boss, the the war correspondent? And well, he has to break the news and say that he's dead. Basically, the whole crew is dead and I'm the only one alive. I still got the equipment if you need it, right? I think you guys need that back. And um, they're just like, we, we we can't believe he's gone. And we just kind of want you back because we're your, our responsibility also, yeah. right? So they're like, you need to get to this like pickup location, do whatever you can to get there. We'll pick you up and get you out of there. And we'll try to redo this like later, like months later. Yeah. He's like, all right, I guess I'll, I'll bring all the equipment and whatever if we need it. And uh, they're they're saying, we'll get it secure for you so that we can uh, get you out of there. I think really they want the equipment back. You think so? It's like they don't really care about him, but that is expensive equipment. <laughs> yeah. They're they're a corporation at the end of the day. Maddie's thinking that like, uh, I think I think this equipment is going to keep me alive. Get me out of here. Mm-hmm. Now, Z, she's actually kind of nice to Maddie. She explains the kind of harsh world they're living in and uh, what uh, erupted in the Civil War and the DMZ. Um, and she's kind of chill about it. Like, look outside here. I'll, I'll walk you through, be a tour guide as we see like all the people are like ransacking the helicopter he flew in on and there's kind of dead bodies being hung up. And that's just to scare away all the people scavenging from them. Yeah. Right. It, it's a harsh world out here. He's saying like a bunch of photos and I think Z wants him to like show the world what it's like here. Yeah. So he's, she's letting him like record all this stuff. Um, but then like she like snatches the camera away from him, right? He's like, well, don't take a picture of everything here, right? There's yeah. some people that are sensitive about getting this out there, right? Right. Yeah. And you have to be smart in this world. Like everyone's kind of on edge all the 
time. And so uh, Maddie explains, yeah, they're going to secure the area before I, they fly me out of here. And then she turns around like, they're going to secure it. Like, that's what they said. Yeah. And then she just uh, pulls him into the alleyway saying like, you dumbass. Like, this is, you don't know what secure means as um, the helicopters fly in and kind of lay waste to the area that they're currently in that is supposed to be secure, quote unquote, secured for them. It's like they just dropped a bomb in the middle of the city yeah, to like wipe everyone out that's around there. Like they're trying to like erase him, right? So that he couldn't tell the story. Maybe. I th- it could be just, a, uh, I don't know. I have no idea what that means exactly. I, I think they're trying to like get rid of any evidence that they were trying to get in there. Oh, I see. So like they told him to go at this pickup spot and then they bombed that spot. Wow. Okay. And Z kind of erupts in his face like... You got to be smarter if you're going to make it out here. If you're going to get out here, if that's what you want to do, right? Yeah. Um, and so Maddie kind of just drops the cell phone that he was talking to on the other side of the phone. Is like, again, his employers. And it's like, man, the, I think they want it out for me too. Yeah, you can't trust anybody. People that put him in here, like they don't really want to get him out. You don't don't trust them either. Yeah. And Z shows a different side of the DMZ to Maddie. As uh, again, she plays tour guide and they go up to like the roof of one of these skyscrapers in New York in Manhattan. And on the rooftop, it's actually one of the safest places because there's no like, there's no vantage points from up above. There's, Mm. and people can actually grow food out here. Like there's a thriving restaurant, burgers and things like that. And Maddie's like, I can't believe that this is here. The news tells us everyone's eating like rats and pigeons out here. And no, they have like created like an almost small society. Yeah. They grow these plants and stuff and they're able to, you know, eat real food. Yeah. Make do, make, make a kind of a real society out here. Seems like they're all, these people are helping each other. That's right. As we come to see some other people that are helping Z. Now, this one guy uh, is in one of these old abandoned kitchens and he's helping out maddie even he actually was able to round up all of the equipment that maddie had and all the like video equipment he had and is giving it back to him like don't worry friend i got you here Mm. and so maddie's got the equipment and he's he's like oh thanks man i I can't wait to get this back to an employer so i can get the hell out of here (laughs) and the guy's like what you can just give it back i can make a lot of money off this right and it's not the point of me giving it to you yeah you're supposed to tell our story and you just want to like get out of here and so z's like yeah what i want you to do if if, we, if I'm going to help you at all is to make a documentary or, or just get footage out there back to the outside world. It's not um, necessarily eating pigeons and rats. It's yeah. It's a it's a scary side, but show what's going on. Right. And apparently, um, Z is like a, a medic, mm-hmm. so she actually helps a lot of injured people. She goes around and visits these people who need her help and then she tries to like heal them as best she can. And so she's making around. She goes to one of these clinics, these pop-up clinics. And uh, the scariest thing is that a lot of the patients are kids and in like, this war-torn battle kind of uh, really hard sights for this. And it's as uh, Maddie decides to record this and have some footage out there for the outside world to see. And uh, he's like, so this is this is what war really gives you, okay? And so the best thing you could do since you're in the middle of this is get this out there. Yeah, and it's like even hard for Maddie to really take in. Yeah, it's like, oh, come on. He has to like go to the bathroom and like talk himself into the mirror, like deep breath, like this is serious stuff. Because it's like kids that have like amputated legs and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, pretty rough, kind of a scary sight, right? Mm-hmm. 
And so we uh, come across another one of Z's friends. This guy looks like a looks like a soldier, Poindexter type of look at him. He's got glasses on, but he's um, kind of jovial the whole time as he sits on a sniper rifle, like this gigantic big sniper rifle he uses to watch the city. Right? Yeah. He's like the the guy uh, up top, high up in the city, looking out for the city through the the scope of the sniper. Apparently, this sniper rifle is like the super advanced military grade that it like. It can like shoot miles away. Yeah. And it was designed by the US military so that they could, you know, take out their targets without even setting foot in the country that they want to from miles infiltrate. and miles away. Yeah. Exactly. And so that's 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 what this guy is here for, but apparently he ran out of bullets a long time ago. Now he's just kind of the uh, scope watcher watcher right <laughs> yeah. he's the guy in the walkie-talkie talking down to people like or on the walkie-talkie saying oh there's some enemies over here go over there and take yeah. that out right he's the the overwatch uh, so he's kind of quote unquote like a traitor. He used to be from the United States and like he left them because he didn't agree with like the war. I see. And now he lives in the, like, he chose to live in the DMZ. Because it, you know, he's not AWOL anymore. He's yeah. like, this is, I'm fine here. And he sees everything, but he's always like smiling and laughing about any little thing. And then when the, his little, uh, hide out there gets shot up he starts laughing even harder yeah because he knows he's not really in danger those shots were from someone over in free state the other side mm-hmm. shooting up his place but actually it's kind of like a friend like his quote-unquote girlfriend from the other <laughs> yeah. side so maddie looks through the rifles like scope and he sees like the the girl on the other side on literally the other country yeah And she's like holding up like a message, right? And that's how they communicate is they look through like the barrels of their sniper rifles and and write messages to each other. Like like little saying hello or whatever, hi, hi there. And they see each other as a couple, apparently. Like, they all they know each other from is from these little notes to each other through their sniper rifles. Yeah. And they call themselves a couple. Like, they're dating. It, it, it's so weird. Like, they have a relationship and they communicate by pointing their guns at each other. Like, yeah. It's like the metaphor of it. Yeah. I, they even shoot at each other yeah. when they have the ammo. But it is, apparently it's all in fun, which is also crazy. Yeah. Maddie's like, even in this um, theater of war, there's there's love that can blossom from either side of, it's like Romeo and Juliet, either side of the, the, the border. So Maddie is able to get a hold of somebody on another cell phone he found in the equipment. And he's trying to talk to, again, his employers, right? Trying to figure out what do you want from me, basically? Like, it's like, I'm here. I might as well document what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. And he learns that the United States is actually going to like send a team to infiltrate the DMZ. I see. Okay. And so they want him there to kind of paint a light on the soldiers there, that they're good people, Right. right? Which I'm not sure if they are. But um, he uh, he agrees. Like, all right, I, this is a job for me to send you something to get it out to the to the public. Yeah, because he's like, well, the other guy's gone. I'll be the news correspondent guy now, the one that's yeah. on the pulse. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm already here. Right, yeah. So. They're like, okay, meet at the seaport. Our sol- uh, U.S. soldiers will be there, and um, you could kind of like document them, like as like they're saving the day or something. Yes, yes. Um, and so he goes to the seaport, which is like the section of New York uh, where, like, near the docks, right? And he's just lo- waiting for these soldiers to show up, going through this like a uh, skyscraper, wondering if they're there. When out of nowhere, 
the soldiers do show up and surround him thinking he's a sniper that that camera he's holding is a is a gun yeah so they draw all their guns on him and he's trying to explain to him no i'm like press right yeah yeah and then they're like well prove it like you have to take off all your clothes and prove that you don't have a gun they make him strip and uh, they're like fine uh we didn't we weren't told there was press gonna come around yeah. so i guess uh put your stuff back on and i guess follow us make us look good <laughs> and so they get to the ground level um, looking up, kind of being careful um, as they're going about their mission. They also just look at these dead bodies and just like, okay, push them to the side. They're not really a big deal. We have to push through. And so Manny gets an idea that they're kind of hard-nosed, right? They're just, right. you know, they're, they're rough guys. We even catch up with Z. Like she was in the middle of this trying to save somebody. But the soldiers point their guns at her, like saying, stop that. Who the hell are you? And um, stop her even trying to help people on the ground floor. But Z erupts in their face like this is because of you guys that you're bringing this action to regular old kind of neighborhood people here. And then they're trying to calm her down. And the the lead guy there is talking to Maddie. He's like, all right, I want you to take some pictures, but nothing too specific. Like, I don't want you to take pictures of street signs that reveal our location. Nothing that is too obvious, like landmarks. Um, and I also don't take pictures of what he says, the small bodies, Okay, which is like no photos of kids that are, that are dead. Right. Right. Kind of, uh, a roundabout way of saying that, right? Yeah. Not none of the rough stuff because they don't want that. Out, they don't want those pictures out there. Yeah. Basically. He's highly censoring what the truth is. And, and Maddie's okay with doing that. Uh, and so as he's taking these pictures, a bomb goes off in the middle of the street and all of the soldiers and uh, the two of them try to get into the corner away from any action. Um, and so they're trying to recoup and and then out of nowhere, one of the soldiers goes out in the open and is like, you want me to come and get me? I'm the king of New York. He's and kind he, of like lost it. Right? Kind of uh, broken in the head, right? As he's yelling out to their enemies that were raining down on them. It's like, you want me? Come get me, right? Yeah. And they're wondering, like, maybe they're gone because he's still out there. No one has shot him, right? Well, and the, the the leader guy, he's, like, more smart. He knows what they're doing. He's saying, actually, they just want you to go out there and, quote, unquote, save him so that they have two shots. They have two right. targets. Yeah, leave him there so that when somebody goes get him, we'll kill both of them. And so uh, the lead soldiers, they're like... Well, I, I'm not going to go out there. He's my guy. You need to go out there. You're pressed. They won't shoot you. Yeah. And they even like have to spray paint press on the back of his jacket so they yeah. know. And then he's like, I'm not going to go out there. They, You guys almost killed me, so they're going to kill me. And he's like, if you don't go out there, I'll kill you myself. <laughs> right? So he goes out there. It says press on like spray paint on the back of his jacket. And like he walks up there kind of like 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 a duckling or something, like kind of scared as he moseys on down to get close to the guy and bring him in. And already there's Z, Z with her like medical equipment ready to save this guy that looks like uh, kind of out of his mind. And so the two of them try to bring this guy in. When out of nowhere, a sniper rifle does uh, shoot a bullet straight through that soldier's head. Yeah, but they knew not to hit Z or or Maddie. Like they know exactly who th- their enemy is, what they're doing. Yeah. yeah, and so all the soldiers like, dang it, like uh, good work that was, and is just angry at them. And the soldiers go about their way, trying to get get out of there. Just shoot up the building on their way out, and Z is even like, dang it, Maddie, you this is. I, I don't hang out with you for a little bit. You're hanging out with the soldiers. What are you doing? Yeah. He doesn't get it yet, really. Right. Yeah. The 
the the way that the war kind of erupts for uh, for the neighborhood folk. I think some time passes now of him living in Manhattan, and he's kind of getting a better understanding of you know the consequences of people and what they do here to survive. Right. So there's a lot of images that are in black and white. And I think these are like the photos that he's taking to I show see. the real the real situation in in the DMZ. Yeah, it's a lot of you know the soldiers and the war torn city, um, and he's kind of on his alone now, right? Like in the middle of the city, trying to figure it out. As Z kind of doesn't want anything to do with him, and not much contact with uh, his uppers, right? Yeah, and it's weird because like yes, this is like a terrible area, but there are people that are trying to live normal. And like he, he's press, right? So no one really bothers him. He's like eating ramen. Like he went to a restaurant and bought ramen. Like there's still things, people trying to like live life as normal as possible. It's still kind of New York in a way. Yeah. Even though there's like cars blowing up and stuff like that. They're trying to find a way to make it feel normal. And so he, I think weeks go by and he's kind of getting accustomed to it, mm -hmm. this world and the harshness of it as he just moves on down, tries to get footage or whatever stories out there. And uh, it's New York and it comes the winter time as uh, the snow pours everywhere and it quickly becomes white everywhere. Yeah. He's in Central Park now, but it is just covered in snow. Like you can't see anything. Mm -hmm. When out of nowhere, this group of soldier looking guys come in and they're head to toe in white, right? Like like white equipment. Yeah. yeah. So you can snow. barely see them. They, they surprised him here and... They threaten him, like, you better not be stealing our timber. Yeah. And then I, one of them shoots uh, a dart of a... It's like a trank. Trank, like a dart to knock him out. He comes too, and it's completely different. It's not snow. It's like it's like a jungle bamboo area where it's like super hot. He's like, his, all his jackets and stuff are removed. He's like in a tank top now. And he doesn't know where he is. He's running around. He sees a panda next to him. What? <laughs> And then finally he keeps running and he like runs into like this glass wall and he realizes he's inside like the Central Park Zoo. Oh, he's like in the exhibit of yeah. one of these pandas. Mm -hmm. And and so the, the people apparently uh, knocked him out and rounded him up into the New York Zoo just to keep him there, right? And so the people's captors are, they explain like, yeah, we thought you were just one of these scavengers stealing our wood. So we knocked you out just to make sure you didn't take us out. Right. And it's funny because like the zoo or what the building that used to be the zoo, it's now considered like the armory. Really? Yeah. Uh, that's what it's named there. And so the captors, they explain who they are. You know, we're just outdoorsy guys that found ourselves in the DMZ at the time of war, right? We're uh, we're like worked at the zoo. We're parks people. We're, I guess, just regular old citizens that figured out we sh we were here for nature too. We need to yeah. keep the nature going because the war, it's it's New York, but it's like ravaging nature. Mm -hmm. That's why we're here for the zoo. And there's no more government. So no one's taking care of these animals. So we had to step up. And now it's like they run the zoo and and, and care for all these um, animals there. The but they're also a bit militarized because you have to be in yeah. this world, right? So they're they're like a group group of like you know they're like tatted up. They 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 look like strong dudes, right? Yeah. And Maddie brings up this idea, like you know, there's this urban myth about 
quote unquote, the ghosts, which are possibly some AWOL soldiers that found themselves in the DMZ and just go around, uh, you know, outside of the US jurisdiction. Yeah. And there's like, we, that's like a rumor. That's not true. Urban legend. That's not. Yeah. You think it's us? There's no way. We're just, we're just outdoorsy people. And it turns out what they've been doing in here is growing bamboo. And it's like, they have like a warehouse, like airplane hangar full of it. Like, they, it's you know how like um, big cartels will grow like farms of weed. Sure, <laughs> there's <yeah>. this bamboo. <laughs> they explain like, well, yeah, actually, bamboo it's pretty easy to grow. We had it in the Panda Sanctuary, mm-hmm. and we trade with it. Yeah, it, it's very strong. Right, people need it. You can even eat it. There so you it's go. Like, it's like the best thing that they could they could produce. Really? Okay. So they explain like, yeah, it's our main export. We even trade with it, right? Maddie's like shocked. He's like, this is what you guys do? Make bamboo? Like, and it's like a, a mile long warehouse full of it. Yeah. Yeah. And so they, they want something from Maddie too, actually, is that, well, we have all this bamboo. We have actually a whole lot of supply. What we need you as this news guy is to get the word out there about us so that we can find people to trade with and right. expand. We have too much of it. Yes. Yes. They explained that the reason why they're here for nature and um, for the animals is because in this kind of harsh world, everyone was cutting down all the Central Park trees like mm-hmm. for, for firewood, for anything, right? And yeah. it was obvious New York was becoming a wasteland. So they're putting things into action, fighting against that. So they're going on patrol and they they bring Maddie along with them. So like they can document what they're doing and we're trying to, you know, keep nature alive. Right. And so as they walk across Central Park, it's kind of surprising how little trees, even in the snow there are. You can see it's kind of very flat now. Mm-hmm. And Maddie's coming to realize, yes, they they have a point here. There's a reason they're trying so hard for this world. When out of nowhere, a drone comes in and starts attacking them. Uh, this drone has like a package that it drops on them. And that is like a bomb, right? Mm-hmm. And this big explosion hits. And then these guys come in uh, on like, uh, what do you call it? Snowmobiles. Mm-hmm. And they're like shooting their guns at them. And so they quickly get into action, shooting each other up. Um, the 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 group there try to keep Maddie safe because he's I guess the civilian here and there right yeah and so uh, they're doing everything they can to keep Maddie alive when one of them does get shot up trying to save him and so Maddie gets close to this guy he's like he's kind of dying in front of him as he bleeds out he's telling Maddie like you need to stay safe alive because you're the one telling our story here he has a key and the key is to the guy's mother's apartment. And he's like, this is like a safe house. You need to go there, finish telling your story. No one will bother you there. So he gives him the key and like a map to uh, his mom's old apartment there. It's safe there. Just uh, use that, hide that out, hide out there and get our story out. Make your edits or whatever in safe place. Yeah. And so the guy kind of goes out and um, Maddie has possibly a good place to stay. As he's dying, he tells Maddie like, I need to tell you one more thing, but this is not... This is not part of the story. Don't put this in your story. Yeah, off the record. We're the ghosts. <laughs> and then he dies. So that's that's where um, Maddie kind of gets like the real stakes of the world here, right? Yeah. These guys are trying to help, right? And people are trying to like steal from them. That's why the, these other guys just came and killed them, a lot of them. Right, right. So it's really like you, you can't turn your back on anybody. Like... These, this whole area is a war zone. They're all like kind of just trying to help each other, right? Z's, the medic, and um, this group of the ghosts, they're actually there mm-hmm. for the environment, I guess. Yeah, and, and nature. 
And but they all realize Maddie is kind of like the key because he has to live to tell the story, get it out there, and show the world what's really happening. So like, though they're all in danger, they're always trying to protect Maddie. He's the key. He's the one that's gonna get their story out. And so. Um, I think we're going to call it there for the story. Yeah. But uh, there's a little bit more on this trade if you do want to keep reading. It goes on for 72 different issues. I thought it was kind of interesting. Maybe at certain points, exaggerated war a bit too much, <laughs> where it's like uh, kind of ridiculous what the the different characters there are. But I thought uh, it gives you a taste of, I guess, what war correspondents go to. Go through. Yeah. I mean, there's real life people that do this to go into war to tell a story. S. Cooper. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they put their life on the line to show the truth. Yeah. And I guess it does matter to the people a lot that it gets out there. Uh, kind of surprised to me but I mean I mean it makes sense but you know these people are used to this world and it just it just sucks that the rest of the world doesn't know what it's like yeah you know did you know this like how many issues did you say they were 72 did you know I think after like 23 or so they don't follow Maddie anymore I could believe that and each issue is just about a new person living in this world wow really yeah that's interesting I actually didn't read that wow that's, that's uh, that makes sense because the new show coming out yeah it follows a totally different character it has like like, yeah, I think zero to do with Maddie Roth. Yeah, Rosario Dawson's not playing Maddie. I don't think so. Yeah, <laughs> I think she's playing like a uh, mother looking for her son. In, yeah, in that, the DMZ. In the DMZ. Yeah. So that, I think that's an interesting story too. I'm I'm glad the show is different than the comic book. I'm curious if it's if it's gonna be good. Honestly, the trailer is like. Um, I feel like we've had a lot of these shows recently, uh-huh. and I think there are a lot of them are comic book shows, like yeah, like Why the Last Man. Why the Last Man. I know it's very not like the same thing, but like Sweet Tooth, it's also like this kind of harsh world that they're, they're navigating right. through, yeah. right? Uh, it's kind of similar. I mean, ever since Walking Dead, like these are the stories that it's they want to put on TV. Yeah, yeah. So that's why we had to do podcasts on it. <laughs> <laughs> but it is interesting. I do want to check out the show. Yeah. And I, I, I like the book how, you know, they're really focusing on keeping Maddie alive and to tell the truth about what's happening here. He's kind of like the golden goose. Like they kind of right. have to keep him alive, even though they, they a little bit resent him because he's so almost innocent. And he's like uploading these videos that he's making, right? But um, he can't even really trust the company he works for or the U.S. government, military. Yeah. So he's kind of just like on his own. Yeah. I'm, I think it's going to tell like a lot of different sides, the different characters involved. Mm-hmm. And uh, come down the road, you kind of get an understanding of either side in the, in the Civil War of America. Um, but I thought that was interesting. I'm kind of enticed about that. Yeah. I, I thought that one character with the sniper rifles was interesting. He's funny looking. How they, <laughs> they could... He really is in love with this other woman all the way across the country. Yeah. Um, and they communicate by looking through barrels of a sniper rifle to each other, the scopes. It, quote, unquote, dating. Yeah. So, Strange. Yeah. It, it's really funny, but yeah, that's the kind of like stuff they have to live with. Yeah. Kind of real world stuff or crazy world stuff. I don't know. Um, but that was DMZ. Interesting read, I'd say. I'm, cu- I'm curious what it grows up to be, you know? Yeah. DMZ. With that, uh, you want to jump into side stories? Sure. Let's do it. So I decided to take the plunge and buy the new hottest video game out right now, Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. It, it's the new of the From Software company. And they, what kind of games do they make? They made they made Dark Souls. They made uh, the original Demon Souls. 
Bloodborne. So those kind of very brutal, difficult RPG type games. Very long games. They're pretty long, yeah. They're they're pretty long. Uh, I honestly have only ever played Dark Souls 2 all the way through. I played some of... I own Dark Souls 3 and never beat it. Mm, Okay. But Elden Ring, it's kind of similar to those games of Dark Souls um, of like this like medieval type characters that you can decide on your class and equipment and all that as you fight this grueling world of like monsters or giants trying to take you boss battles are the big thing right yeah and it's like one of the it's notoriously for one of the hardest kind of company of games right like the Uh games are just super hard to hard to play right yeah i feel like it it isolates some of its like video game players because like it's like too hard yeah you're just gonna die a lot like that's the big (laughs) thing i don't get the appeal but okay it's very hard it's just it's like beating this very difficult thing making this accomplishment right okay it's very fun uh (laughs) but this elden ring is like that but it's open world right um so it's a gigantic world where you're not kind of going through the storyline where in these dark soul games you you get to these boss battles and you're going to lose so many times that you just it's kind of just tough you can never progress this game is open world so if you can't go down this route it's really hard to just go somewhere else oh oh man i didn't think about that you couldn't do that before no no i mean until you beat that guy you can move forward in the game at a certain point there's like like nowhere to progress like you can you could like get a little bit farther down the road but there's a gating right yeah but not this one not really this one and Mm. Uh, it's it's a similar world, but very beautiful. Like just as far as graphics and the way it looks, you can it does feel more open as a world. Like you could look around and see the the scape of the the nature. Yeah, and you'd really just get a grasp of how big this world is. It puts it in your front of your face right away. That you can go into these all these different sections and it just has a different area. Like the the beginning is very. Uh, you know, green and it kind of feels like a classic medieval fantasy type world, maybe the Shire type thing. Okay. And then like the next was like this grim like hellscape type thing. <laughs> so like, there's like just so many different genres that kind of fit in here. And if you don't know, it was uh, George R. R. Martin like worked on it too. Game of Thrones guy. Game of Thrones guy, right? The author. So it has high fantasy and then that's I think well done, well executed. Okay. The story, I would say you're not really there for that. It's the gameplay, right? It kind of had the story has kind of loosely the Lord of the Rings type thing, the Elden Ring, the One Ring, basically the One Ring uh, to rule them all. Okay, to be the Elden Lord to to be get, the winner to beat the game, the best. It, it really doesn't matter what the story is, right? Just kind of <laughs> just progress the game, but um, it's interesting. It, it, if you've played Dark Souls, it's kind of similar thing. They just warp a few things here and there. So, do you like this better? I do like it better because uh, I'm progressing faster because it, it, it just feels easier. There's things that make it easier. There's in these games, there's sites that you stop at to like save the game. Okay. And this one, they're just there's more of those save spots, so then it feels easier, right? Oh, so it's not like so if you don't go to those spots and you just turn the game off, you lose everything. Yes. Oh wow, that sucks. Okay. That's why it's hard, right? Oh. And also, there's no pausing. <laughs> what? Did you know that? What kind of game is this? It's it's hard <laughs> it's it's meant to be hard kind of grueling type game you just have to push through it but this one it is easier so uh it's still gonna be hard to get through everything i don't yeah. think i'm gonna get through everything because it's 
I think it's more content. Wow. Like, cause, because they can make it open world, they can just plot more things in there, mm-hmm. I think. So, so it's going to take forever. I've heard people refer to this as like a, a harder, like Breath of the Wild, the Zelda game. Yeah. Is it like that? Yes, definitely. It's it's a lot less cartoony as far as look, but yeah, also just, you know, there's the boss battles and the dodging you have to do to get away from their attacks. It's all timing, right? In a way, yeah. Okay. There's other strategies as far as um, your, not just a class, but your play style, whether you're dodging faster or you're just kind of more brutish and have more armor, but mm. you swing slower or whatever like that. And you can play as a samurai, an archer, uh, a magician, right? The yeah, classic I was, was going to say a large part of the game is like choosing what kind of character you are. Well, what did you pick? So I picked this character called the Confessor. I think it's like a cleric type of like war, half warrior, half like magician type thing. Okay. But the thing is, you pick that and you have those, the costume, but you could, if anytime you just want to do be something else, you could just progress your stats closer to that. To it's just like how your stats start. How you decide to lay out your stats. Yeah. And what clothing you're wearing. Yeah. <laughs> right. And what, what there's, there's magic involved. So you can have different types of magic. Yeah. Right. I haven't gotten that far. I got it like on like Thursday and it's Sunday today. So it's not that long ago. So I, I haven't progressed to the game a lot. I honestly haven't hit the wall like I do with the other games yet. So well, I'm, I'm enjoying just still losing to like the lower level people. <laughs> Friday night, I saw you were playing it and I went to bed. And then Saturday morning, I woke up and you were still playing it. <laughs> I just woke up before you and played again. <laughs> but it, it is, I can feel that I'm already like addicted a bit. Like uh, Yeah, I can tell. Yeah. It's good. I want to, I want to be playing that and not doing this podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. But it's, it's, uh, I said like to my coworkers like, oh yeah, I bought Elden Ring. He's like, okay, I'll see you in two months because it's that kind of an it's, investment, right? You're just it's giving up your life for a little it. bit for that, yeah. <laughs> and I'm down for that. I'm down to get invested into a game. So it's, it's war. Do you think I would like it? No, I don't think so. I don't <laughs> think you have the patience. I I think I think you'll enjoy watching me play it. <laughs> I have kind of watched you play it, and it does look like it's just too much to do. Oh yeah, like. It looks like you you can go on forever. Yeah, I think I think that's the idea. Is is just you just go. But then I also saw you like fighting this big monster guy, and you're running around in your horse, and I'm like, just hit him. And that's it. The timing thing. It's very true that it's part of. It seems like the you just, gameplay, and it's, you're always like swinging too late or too early. Yeah, timing, and, and like, I'm time. My timing is wrong. Go there and press the button and hit him. He's gonna hit me. Okay. <laughs> All right. So the other thing is you're on a horse. There's there's an option to ride your horse and that wasn't in the old games. Oh, really? So there's like a new uh, element to it because you're faster on your horse, but your swing is maybe is also faster. So that time where you can hit them is shorter. Does that make oh, sense? Okay. Yeah. So that that's a interesting you're, twist. You're, you're moving too fast. Yeah. So shorter well, amount of time you can hit him. I, I have been watching you play and you've been fighting monsters, but I haven't seen a lot of magic from you yet. I, yeah. I, I just started i don't have the skills like like i didn't this unlock them yet <laughs> okay. shut up <laughs> shut up um <laughs> I, I just i kind of fell in love with these games at a certain point this one summer in college 
I just had nothing to do. And it was just, I was just going to play Dark Souls 2 for the whole summer. And mm-hmm. it was like me and my roommate had nothing to do all summer. We played that game and that was it. Like we, also we didn't, we, we didn't weren't like the best of like friends yet. Like just because he was, he didn't stay at the house that much. Okay. And then we, we bonded on playing this game. We we're like, okay, you, I'm going to play the heavy great sword guy. You'll play the, the dodgy two sworded, you know, thief character or whatever. And I'm like, okay, we'll see, we'll figure out how to beat these bosses one so- by one. One. When you're playing these games, how long do you think you, oh, you put into it? Whole long amount of time, like like, like months. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Like like two and a half months. Like it was the summer. Like I did beat the game okay. by the end of the summer, but it was the whole summer. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. It was that was a weird time. It was just Dark Souls and listening to podcasts because wow. I had nothing to do. Wow. Okay. Um. Yeah. It seems like an investment. It it is. And also, I think this is one of those games that's like, you're just going to play every once in a while. Like you might not, you might beat the final guy or whatever the big boss at the end is, but yeah. you might go back to it because there's other bosses you skipped, you know? Yeah. So. Because it's open world. It's now. open world. Yeah. You could, there's an option you could just skip bosses if you want. Huh. I was interested in it. I'm glad you bought it because now I could see if I would have liked it. Yeah. Which maybe I wouldn't have. Okay. I mean, a lot of uh, streamers or YouTubers are playing it right now. Yeah, right? it's the like the big game right now. Yes, and that, that honestly enticed me to get it, and wow. uh, I think it was a good move. I like it. Mm. Well, it seems like a lot, yeah, to do and a time suck, and uh, I don't have time for this, and I don't have time for you. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> that's my side story. Okay, uh, that's a quote from the Netflix series Inventing Anna. <laughs> Right. And they use that quote a lot in like TikTok videos now. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I've, I've not run across those TikToks yet. Okay. Um, I watched two episodes of this. Oh, it's really? It's a Chandra Rhyme series, which uh, definitely feels like it. And it's about this New York socialite that maybe was a con artist and like stole everyone's money. This like, is a true story, right? I think so, yeah. Like faking people and thinking that... She's super rich. And I haven't gotten to the... I've only seen two episodes. I haven't gotten to the end, so I don't know whether she is scamming these people or not. But the series is about this reporter that wants to do the story on her while she's in jail right now awaiting her trial. So she did lie, right, about being... I don't know. I I mean, the idea is that she did lie about being rich. I don't know. Like, she is... In jail right now for these charges, but is the charges true or not? What, what in the moment, question is: What are the charges? Lying? I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. know. Um, I like um, you know, fraud. Okay, I guess I don't, fraud. I don't know. Fraud's just lying, right? <laughs> yeah, but to steal money, uh, lying to okay. steal money is fraud. It, that, then that's fraud. Yes. Okay. Um, so the, the show probably has three stories going on, which is. The, the reporter, don't, she's like putting her job on the line to write the story because no one in her job wants her to write it. All right. And mm. she's trying to also do it to, uh, you know, put her career up, like move it up. Yeah, progress. Yeah. Yes. Um, and she's also kind of, uh, this is maybe a little bit of a spoiler, but light spoiler. She kind of like influences the character, Anna, to make these certain choices so that it'll benefit her story. Oh, like it sounds like a better story. Like it's tell, told better. Yeah, because like one of the things we learned is the reporter's pregnant. Oh. And the DA offered Anna a plea deal, right? And she's like, other reporters like, you can't let her take the plea deal because that'll be the end of your story, right? Oh, I see. And then she was like, okay, I have to convince her to go to trial without she, without directly telling her. That's not legal, right? I don't know. <laughs> so that's one story, right? Yeah. 
And then uh, the other story is the reporter will go around to people that Anna knows and, like, you know, get history about their relationships. So then we have the story of, like, Anna in the past. It's a lot of, like, flashbacks. Right, makes sense. So we get to see her when she was a socialite and what she was doing and how she was treating these people or whatever. What's a socialite? Like, someone that goes to museums and eats at the fancy restaurants? Yeah, it's like you have hell of money and you don't work. (laughs) That's all. Okay. You're like a... You're like London Tipton. I, I don't know who that is, but sure. From Zach and Cody. I don't know right. who those are, but sure. That's pretty obvious. <laughs> but Brenda yeah. Song. <laughs> uh, they, uh, so there's like that story, right? And then there's a story of like the lawyer who, who is Anna's lawyer, who is going up against the DA, who is the DA is like, they have like a whole team, right? And he is like, kind of like by himself. Really? Trying to defend this this person. Uh, my question is, whose side are you on? Honestly, it's one of those shows where it's like, you don't like anybody. Oh, gross. <laughs> I know you're talking about the type of show where everyone kind of sucks. Yeah. They just make everyone terrible. But you can't so take it's your- it's interesting. Yeah. You can't take your eyes off it. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know what to believe yet. Like, because like all these people are, are like, uh, Anna scammed us or whatever. Don't listen to her. But then when she goes to meet her in prison and all this stuff, she seems genuine. Anna? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Or seems like she maybe lied about some things, but not about other things. Okay. I, I remember the true story, just the headlines or whatever. Okay. I, I didn't know about this. It didn't make it out like she was just all lying about it. But again, that's yeah. news. Yeah. That's just news. Um, I forgot the actress's name, but it's the one from Ozarks. I don't remember it too. Yeah. But she plays like the character yeah. with like thick Southern accents. Yeah. In but in this one, she does like a Eastern European accent. And at first it's like, that's, it doesn't sound like it sounds weird. Yes. But then I think as the story goes, I'm like, I'm impressed that she can still keep doing this accent. <laughs> I'm impressed she can still do this bad accent after hours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's honestly, I, I think bad. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm just amazed that it doesn't go in and out. It's uh, like, wow, you're. I don't know if this accent is accent is accurate, but you are sticking to it. <laughs> I think uh, the idea is that she's of Eastern European descent, right? So yeah. there's like that, but also of the like uppity New Yorky yeah. accent. Like is she's mixed not playing an American, but speaking English. And also just like rich New York people have a weird way of talking already. Yeah. You know, that that family guy meme of like, yeah. Yeah, kind of like that. That yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, what I realize is the show is about hour long episodes. All right. Um, if you watch the whole hour, it'll feel like too much. So I watched it in 30 minute segments. They broke it up wrong. Is yeah. what you're saying. That's yeah. funny. <laughs> If you watch the whole hour, like this took a while to watch and I'm not, I'm losing interest. Full hour, no, no commercials. Yeah. So if you do 30 minutes and then take a break, it's actually more entertaining. Is it that entertaining though? Is it a good show? I'm, I want to see, keep going. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I feel like I've watched four episodes, but really it's two. That's funny. <laughs> I, w- I watched like, let's say three minutes of it and I'm like, nope, I'm out of here. I don't know. I think it was the accent is what just made me want to log off. I think um, I'm curious about the truth. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. You're enticed, seriously, in the enthralled. And she befriends all these incredibly rich people. Oh. So you get to get a glimpse into their lives. So I like I like seeing big houses. <laughs> Are they good people, or is it also like mm, you don't know? You know, they don't sh- show them as being bad people. Yeah. But they do show them as being how rich people would act. Okay. You know I think I mean? that says it all. Yeah. Yeah. So 
you know, they have problems. It's just not the same problems as poor people. Interesting. All right. They're just people. With too much money. Yeah. (laughs) But I I do enjoy the show. I'm going to keep watching in 30-minute pieces. And um, I'm hoping... I'm hoping there's a definitive answer to like whether or not she scammed these people. If it's kind of like a gray area and believe what you want to believe, it's like, man, why did I even watch this? Okay. I could see why you want that. I mean, I also don't think there's going to be another season of this show. I think no, you're I think there's an answer at the end. Because it's a true story. I think the story's done. That's true. Okay. It, it strikes me as one of these Netflix shows that the critics uh, absolutely appall it and it is just very popular. <laughs> <laughs> it's Chandra Rhymes, so there you go. Is that what that is? Yeah. It's like she made like great anatomy and nice and um what's the carrie washington show scandal scandal yeah it's just oh, like okay. that i see those are her shows it, it, that explains it um the actor that plays her lawyer mm, okay he's also in succession oh which one he, he plays like a scumbag investor guy in succession oh yeah and um so all i know him is from that as like this jerk so now in, in Inventing Anna, he's kind of like a nicer guy and kind of an underdog. So I'm like, I'm rooting for him. So like, I like seeing him as a different character that I know him from. Okay. I know you're talking about what, what actor. Yeah. Really? All right. Yeah. I assume if I watch it, I'm just going to see him as a scumbag. I'm waiting for him to turn at any moment. <laughs> no. All right. Because his, his story is kind of cool too. Oh. Where like he made something of himself. He's a lawyer now and he came from, you know, the streets or whatever. But he married into a really wealthy family. And he always feels like he is not good enough for her, his wife's family. Okay. Is this like, like this is the high profile case that he's like maybe. Yeah. And a lot of people think it's too big for him. And I he see. wants to prove everybody wrong. Proving himself to the family yeah so that's why his character i'm kind of rooting for but all the other ones like everyone else is a jerk (laughs) (laughs) don't like you don't like you yeah (laughs) but yeah i I do want to finish the series okay i think it might be better than Grey's anatomy because i i stopped on that one like hard stop on like season 10 (laughs) yeah i was like season 10 that's enough that's it I'm not going to keep watching. I'll, I'm done when we get to double digits. <laughs> I'm going to give you 10 seasons to see if it's good. <laughs> That's all I'm giving you. Okay? Okay, buddy? I'm going to wait until the entire cast is new. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody I recognize. Um, are you still watching Succession? I haven't. I, I kind of just like put it oh on the God, back burner. That's the show you need to watch. It's right? the good show? That's the one that's like the top dog right now. It's a success. Yeah, I uh, can't believe you do, don't like it. I I'm I like it. I just I'm not like where I'm a nail bite. I have to watch each episode as it comes out. What? Well, I mean, everything that's done is already out. So like, we're waiting for the next season. So I say you just binge it and don't play Elden Ring until you finish. I'll just watch it and put it in the background while I play Elden no, Ring. <laughs> it requires all your attention. <laughs> Hey, you have anything else you want to share for side stories? That's it for me. I'll see you guys in two months. <laughs> All right. I'll probably hopefully finish Inventing Auto by next week so I could I can tell you what happens and you don't have to watch it. <laughs> it was a fake accent the whole time. <laughs> um until then, guys, please don't forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. And if you want to help the show, the best way to do that is to leave a review. And uh, the best place to do that is on our Apple Podcast page. That's gets the most eyes on it and uh, really helps the show out. And it doesn't cost you anything. Yeah. And if you guys want to continue the conversation about comic books, any shows, video games you guys are enjoying, you can find us on all the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Our handle is at the Reader Copy Podcast. Thank you, guys. We'll be back next week with another comic book. Until then, Daniel, do you want to hit him with the outro? If you like what we had to say about the book, pick it up and read your copy. See you later, guys. Later days.